Welcome to this edition of Brave Hearts, where we hope to increase your awareness and understanding of what homelessness looks like and some of the many organizations working on solutions to improve the homeless crisis. We are your hosts, William Wallace and Betty Louise, and these are the Brave Hearts. Hello, everybody. This is Betty Louise, and I am here with my friend and colleague, Darren, who is a peer support specialist at Insight Respite Center. I am actually going to start this whole piece with getting an update on your story. Darren is also someone we captured his story three years ago. And at that time, you were running a co-living network home and doing a lot of peer work. Now you're in a different spot and you've been through some personal things yourself. So let's bring everybody up to date. Yeah, where, where we left off, you know, I was in a healing place, but it wasn't quite enough. I did have a, a nervous breakdown around that time. And, and that's the thing about peers. We're good as long as we are stable ourselves. And there's time that we have to pull back and regroup and uh, collect ourselves and then get right back to it. You know, so there's a lot of time involved in the peer movement for us to collect ourselves and make sure that we're 100% for our clients that we serve. My mental health is imperative to what I do, so I need to take care of myself. That's a big part of being a peer, because if we can't take care of ourselves, how can we take care of others? I, I was just in a really bad place, you know, with no hope. And when somebody shows you hope, it makes all the difference. It really does. And that's what I kind of want to like bring back, uh, to give back to people. It's like when I get that from somebody that has been so gracious in my life to like come along and offer hope. It's like the only thing I can do with that is just turn around and give it back. And it feels fantastic in what I do. Being a peer, we give so much of our own personal lived experience, but at the same time we are learning and we are growing from the very clients that we serve. And that is a fantastic experience. I don't think people get to do that in their daily lives. You know, that's pretty neat. And to watch somebody have hope is, is something that keeps me going in the field that I do. You know, when we get people in that you just think are so difficult and they're cynical and there's no reason for them to go on, they say, and then something happens where they become, there's a spark of interest. There's something like, yeah, you know, if, if you can do this, I can do this. There is light at the end of the tunnel. And then there's something that happens. There's a magic that happens. And sometimes it's just a little spark of hope. And then they're on and to see that happen. And, and, you know, you have to meet people where they're at in what I do. That's sometimes difficult because you would really like to see them advance to this finish point. But you know what? That is everyone's personal journey to get there. And it's not something that is predetermined. You can't like put a time date on when they're going to move to this mark or that mark. It's, it's all on, on, on our, our, our own. That's the magic that we can bring as peers, is, is that spark of hope, is that reference to our own stories and, and our own lived experience. It's a pretty fascinating field. Only someone that has been through ups and downs and trauma with mental health can really connect in the way that you do. Right. The other thing I wanted to ask about, as I recall, 
what was going on when you were moving out of this one situation and into another is that you learn something about the comorbidity thing with mental health. Right. Can right. you share a little bit about that? Yeah, what you're referring to was also uh, was formerly known as dual diagnosis. And yeah, these are people that suffer from um, drug and alcohol addictions co-occurring with um, mental illness. One can feed the other in a vicious cycle that just is, seems never-ending. It's like you might get sober for a little while and then mental illness comes along with a bottle the, and they just feed off of each other. They have to be addressed at the same time. Man, I, I cannot tell you the value of a peer relationship. In fact, Insight Respite Center this year got the most valuable program in Nevada County for mental health. That is customer satisfaction. That is people saying, that program works for me. And that's something to be super proud of, right? I should yeah, say. Yeah. And so why don't you tell us exactly what Insight Respite Center is like? Well, in maintaining my own mental illness and maintaining my own sobriety, it's like um, I've got a lot of self-awareness. I know what's coming around the corner. It's like, oh, that's depression. That's mania. And now I'm prepared for it. But if it comes to a point where it's like I can't manage it on my own and I feel like I need hospitalization, but that's not quite appropriate for me because I'm not in a very desperate place, I can go to a respite where I can talk with peers that, who are, have been through my same experience and same emotions and can relate, you know, and can say, hey, this worked for me. It might work for you. Or, yes, I can absolutely relate and sympathize with you, and I'm here for you. The connection is so important. For somebody to talk to me about drug and alcohol addiction that has no experience and is just like a professional, well, that's admirable. But, you know, I often can't relate, and they can't relate to me. It's really important to have that, that lived experience connection. So what we do there, this place is set up so nice. They're individual rooms, right? And it's set up like a little bed and breakfast almost. You know, they have a run to the kitchen. They have arts and crafts to do. And like, you know, I'll teach like a creative writing prompt or, you know, art, you know, whatever the house wants to do. Sometimes I've had big cooking sessions where all the women get together. We make raviolis and, yeah. and you know, that in itself. When we have a group that's all depressed. And we start making raviolis or something crazy and they all jump in on it. All the women start talking amongst themselves and this is what we want. This is how it works. And it becomes this like little community of people that are healing together and that can bounce their, their issues, their problems, their, their sorrows, their griefs off of somebody who can reflect back and it's real magic what happens. We see people go from real lows to saying, I really liked my experience here. Thank you so much. I think I can do this. Wow. I did see that there was like a referral form. So I'm assuming yeah. that you can't just come to the door and say, I want a room, that you need to get referred by someone. And so what's that process? The nice thing is that respites are available for anybody in Nevada County. So actually, you can call and say, hey, I would like to refer myself. They'll give you numbers and goes through Nevada County Behavioral Health. They are the gateway, but still you just fill out a simple form and you're in. Meals provided every day, 
<laughs> up to two weeks. It's also for people who are transitioned, people who are coming back from a hospital, say. They're not quite ready to go back into the living space that they've been in. So they come stay with us. So they kind of gradually get back into the, their lifestyle. Some people have been out of jail for uh, DUIs even, you know, that sort of thing. Their lives are a wreck and they're just coming back and they just kind of need a few days to get together before they go home or whatever. There's lots of reasons why we might have people at respite, but the number one is that they are experiencing a mental health crisis. How do you connect with the homeless community or is it just a matter of if they show up? I would say there's about 19, 20, about 20%, you know, of our, our guests are homeless. And um, there are people that I see, you know, in the community. Thank you for joining us today. Our hope is this segment has opened your heart and mind. Be well and be kind. This project was made possible with support from California Humanities, a nonprofit partner of the National Endowment for the Humanities. Please visit calhum.org.